Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word from the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as always, I give God praise, glory, and honor for being here with all of you on this episode number 329 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we started off the year in room A203, and we're going to continue with a conversation from a dear friend of mine. So please take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, and maybe a snack and settle on in. Blend Encourages You is coming to you with the testimony and story of my good friend, Moya Pugh. That's what's coming up next. All right, everybody, we're going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Before we do that, I'd love to establish protocol. So whether you are a first time listener or a long time listener, we are so delighted that you chose BlendCouragesYou.com for your encouragement today. And If you haven't already done so, I'd love for you to consider making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, be it on the BlendCouragesYou.com site, Amazon Music, Anchor Radio, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you are listening from, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, BCU fam. So I am here with a very special guest online here. And uh, this young lady and I became friends actually through work, through a class. Uh, that she attended of mine, and we have been acquainted ever since. And not just that, it's we are connected through the Spirit of God, uh, through our love of Christ and salvation. It's just amazing how God just arranged this whole friendship. So uh, this wonderful woman of God uh, is in the person of Moya Pugh, and we have, uh, she has a story for us and I'm, I'm excited to tell it. So I'm going to try to pull myself together and, <laughs> and ask some questions and let her tell her story before I go and tell her testimony and all that sort of thing. So uh, without further ado, here is my amazing friend, Moya Pugh. Hey, Moya, how are you? I am doing well. How are you? I've got no sad stories to share. Thank the Lord. Uh, I'm happy. Right. To be here, another new year, and all that God is doing. So I, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm just excited. So it, it, it's interesting when um, you're doing the intro that um, there's this term um, they say game, recognize game. Mm-hmm. But even taking it greater than that, the spirit of God recognizes the spirit of God. Mm. So for us to have connected in a virtual space, Mm. in a virtual professional space more so, Mm -hmm. and to be able to make that identification that, okay, that's a sister. Not not like a sister of color, Mm -hmm. but a sister in Christ. And it's it's just amazing. And I was thinking about that earlier, that God just, when we least expect it, 
he makes a connection mm. when we least expect it. So I'm so, so happy that um, I was in your class. And look where we are now. God is good. He is. He is. Absolutely. And, you know, when I, I think about you, I think about the scripture that says, uh, straight is the gate and narrow is the way and few there be that find it. And that's in Matthew seven fourteen, if my memory serves correctly. And, you know, and, and keeping with that, you know, the few, we, we are the few because we can see so many things going on in this present world where mm -hmm. there's that great falling away and people who are not necessarily preaching a doctrine that aligns with the scriptures. So when we Amen. find somebody that, uh, that, that believes like we do that few, it, it just has us connected like, like Velcro almost. It's like, oh, I'm holding mm -hmm. on <laughs> so we can encourage mm -hmm. one another. So it is a blessing. And to your point, you know, in a virtual professional space, I, you know, we, I couldn't have put this together, Moya. I, there no, is no, no way. How would we, we have even connected? This. We couldn't write this. No, no, no. And it was just the reach out. And then we started chatting and here we are. So I, I agree that I tell you, God has amazing he has an amazing way of doing things that just we can't explain. And I it doesn't get old for me. It, it, it does doesn't not. get old. Mm -mm, mm -mm. It does not. It, it, it blows my hair back every time. <laughs> it does. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. And that's the, that's the amazing part. Like, okay, God, what you have for me today? What you going to do for me today? And it, it, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's mm -hmm. so exciting. It is. It is. So uh, speaking of excitement, let, let me go back a little bit and let's talk to the listeners about who you are. You do so many amazing, amazing things in the body of Christ with uh, your conferences and all those kinds of things. So give us some background as to who is the wonderful Moya Pugh. No, I um first of all I'm 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 Jamaica and I was born in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. I moved to the US in two thousand and four. Oh. Um so you know, migrating as a you know, in, in my twenties it was a challenge mm -hmm. because you you're already established in one country, you know, your culture, everything else. Mm -hmm. Um so that's like the the the, the, the bottom line. I um straight straight yard, straight Jamaican. Mm -hmm. Um but the good thing is I gained my, my, my the foundation for my relationship with Christ wasn't as a child mm. and I, I was thinking back and I was thinking about the Sunday school classes and the Sunday school plays yes I wasn't a Christian at that time at seven eight years old but I I knew God mm. and I even had I remember a dream vivid dream that I had when um, I was about five years old and it was a dream as as went in my neighbor's house next door and it's like i was going in the door in the room and in the dream it was like christ himself who came and took my hand and said no i'll, I'll take you mm. and i mean that was over 40 years and that dream is still so vivid to me mm -hmm. because i know that he holds my hand so for me, it doesn't matter what I do, where I go, the foundation is I'm a child of God. He holds my hand. Does that mean I'm perfect? Far from it. Far from it. <laughs> and I think when when Christ, you know, when they thought about creating me and they, they looked at all the time they'd have to forgive me, maybe the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit said, do we really want to create her? Because that's going to be a lot of forgiveness. But they did it anyway, you know. Um 
So I have been serving pretty much in church for as long as I know myself. Mm-hmm. I officially became a Christian at 15. Mm-hmm. I'm now 46. So most of my years, the, the very trying years, mm-hmm. I was... I, I was a Christian mm-hmm. and um, the ups and the downs, but then knowing that despite what I faced, that he was there holding my hand like that, that five-year-old child. Mm. Um, so with that, I, God has been so good where I've been blessed with female friends over the years. I have four brothers, older mm. brothers. And so I, I didn't grow up around females, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But um, from time to time, I would have these little, you know, one month where I have my friends. We I get a conference line. We call him. We pray together for a month or so. And um, in 2019, in January, the Lord said, "Okay, do this again." And I was like, "All right, let's do it for the month." Mm-hmm. And at the end of the month. Um, my dear friend who sits in the office of a prophetess, she said, the Lord isn't finished. I was like, well, I'm finished because I'm tired. <laughs> I did a month, <laughs> you know. And um, we just evolved from there. And it's been five years of journeying with an amazing group of women, um, mm. sister to sister. And um, so that's where one of, one of my passions lie. Um, and, you know, we had our first conference last year. We're planning our next one for 2025. Um, I serve in my local church in, in Riverview, Florida, under the leadership of Drs. Jomo and Charmaine Cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm one of the, the facilitators there for women's ministries. So as much as I didn't have this physical experience with a lot of females, I find it so ironic that God has led me into ministry with women. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the most rewarding things um, when you from two perspectives. When you get to meet someone, you connect in a virtual space and then you grow together mm-hmm. and you finally get to be in the same space with that person and no one could think that you're meeting for the first time. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, it's, it's, it's amazing. But I also get to see the perspective where this happens with other women who have been journeying together and I get to be like a fly on the wall and watch when they come together and they hug and they scream mm. because you're you're thinking, this is my sister. This is the color purple when the sisters reunite. Yes. yes. And you would think that these women have been together for years. And I know they're just meeting for the first time. Wow. And you 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 cannot comprehend that in the physical realm. Mm. Mm. Cannot. Mm. So um I think this is me in a in a nutshell. Um, I think I'm quite practical sometimes, a bit too practical. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, um, if you want to hear the truth, then I'll tell you the truth in, in love. And um, I think I'm that friend who I'll never look and say, how did that happen to you? How did you allow that to happen? Because I found that when I say that, I lay the foundation for the same thing to happen to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm that friend. You can come there and say, hey, I had a hit and run. Like, all right, let's fix it. Mm-hmm. How are we going to do it? So while I'll not cover the issue, but I'll not condemn you for being in that issue because any one of us can fall at any time. Mm-hmm. So that's me. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. And that last point especially stood out to me because I, I was raised in the faith and I, I, I'm so grateful for my, my Pentecostal apostolic 
background and foundation. And in that, uh, we I came in contact with people from time to time who would not be as understanding mm-hmm. when someone did something that they weren't supposed to do. Now, I'm certainly not saying that we shouldn't correct the person because there's that correction piece it's it's also the love on top of that and i think that that's important as well because there i think that there's a level of compassion that everyone that names the name of christ that has the holy ghost down on the inside should have Mm -hmm. and that has to be displayed especially when someone has made an error or maybe has made a choice. Sometimes we, we make choices, right? We make choices. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a mistake. Sometimes we make choices. Sometimes we're stuck in the loop or whatever it is. And this is why it's important for us to acknowledge the Lord uh, prior to having these conversations so that even if it's a tough conversation, it's done in a spirit of love and understanding And that that person doesn't have to walk away offended by how we said what we said or if we went outside of what the Lord told us to say. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then we can have a conversation. I can I can hug you. I can pray for you sincerely. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we move on. I know. Say, OK, how do we get from here mm-hmm. to the place where God wants you to be? How can we work together? Mm-hmm. How can we strategize? How can we? How can I love you to that place? Mm. And, and and I think that's that's what one of, that's one of the things that the the body lacks. And I, I mean, we've come a far far way. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, growing up in, in 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 a traditional Pentecostal church in Jamaica, I remember years ago um, my cousin got pregnant. She wasn't married, mm-hmm. and my grandmother was beside herself because she said they're going to put me at the back bench mm-hmm. in church because my granddaughter got pregnant. Not that grandma, it wasn't you who got pregnant. <laughs> so we we have this this fear. Mm-hmm. Um and it's not the fear in like 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 reverence. Mm-hmm. It's just being afraid of what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And when we have fear, then sometimes we don't speak out. So you have people in church now, you have young girls in church, you have um women in church who are hurting, but because of the fear of being chastised, the fear of being rejected, the fear of no longer being in that cool club, we keep it inside. Mm-hmm. And keeping it inside doesn't bring healing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. bring healing. That's so good. we stay and we pretend and, and we know how to do church. We know how to look the part. We know how to sing. We know how to speak in tongues. We know how to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. And we can look the part. Mm-hmm. But then what's beneath all of that? It's mm-hmm. a little girl who is hurting, who never got the chance to be healed mm-hmm. because she was afraid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you spoke something when you said that, you know, keeping things inside, it does not bring healing. And there's a lot of emphasis to your point on the outside appearance and and the don'ts. And and certainly I'm not saying that dress and and makeup and all that sort of thing isn't something that we we just ignore. I I do agree though that so many people are broken on, on the inside and this is where we need to have authentic conversations and mm-hmm. be a safe space for someone to speak to us about whatever it is or that I can speak to someone or someone can speak to us about whatever's going on. And interestingly enough, as I'm listening to you, 
I was reading in James chapter five, I want to say it's around verse number 14, 15, where we tend to quote the scripture, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. And it does. Prior to that, it says, confess your faults one to another. Yeah. That you may be healed. And are we the person that someone can come to and say, listen, I'm struggling with such and such. Could you pray with me? Or exactly. I need, I need, I need an accountability partner because when I do such and such and so and so, here's where I go. So I want to be the person that someone feels comfortable talking to, where there's not going to be a lot of shaming. Yes, you may need to tell me some hard truths, but mm-hmm. that you're not going to shame me, and I'm not going to hear that business from somebody else. That it stays between us, uh, unless there's something that's that needs to be taken to someone else. That it's right. not going to be gossiped about. In other words, that you know, I I'm not going to hear it from you know the pulpit because you ran and told the pastor, and the pastor's now mm-hmm. preaching about it. You know those kinds of things, and that's an area I think that we can all use some more practice in, mm-hmm. uh, rather than leaning to our own understanding, doing, you know, what the word of God says. So I, I hear safe space. And it sounds to me that, you know, through your conferences and through the ladies that the Lord has allowed you to minister to, that they have become those safe spaces for others. And they're able to minister freely without judgment is what it, what it sounds like. And let me just quantify Absolutely. judgment because I realize that we make judgments all the time because we have to discern and know the fruit. But when I say judgment, I mean in an unrighteous, unholy way, because that word gets a lot of flack. It, so it gets twisted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So we do make judgments all the time. We just want to be sure that we're doing it in a way that honors God versus uh, honoring our flesh is what I mean. So I have to make sure I say that. <laughs> It's interesting. I, I think you're looking at my notes because one of the things I, you know, as I was getting my download for today, one of the things that the Lord said is um, become what you're looking for. Mm. So if you're looking for a safe space, become a safe space. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes we we look at, it's easy for us to identify the deficiencies Mm-hmm. But we never put ourselves in a place where we can solve that deficiency. Mm-hmm. So you're looking for someone who you can confide in where when you speak, you'll not hear pastor speaking about it. Unless the Holy Spirit, because sometimes the Holy Spirit does that. Right. The Holy, the Holy Spirit has a way of, 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 of putting your business out there without anybody else knowing. <laughs> but outside of that, where you know it's, is you do have the cases too where you tell one person, that person tells somebody else, mm-hmm. and then before you know it, it's you know Sunday Sunday service. Outside of that, we're looking for someone that we can confide in. But if someone tells us something, we don't hold it in confidence. Mm-hmm. What we have to, what we need to, the transition now is we have to become what we're looking for. So if I'm looking for a safe space in someone who, someone I can confide in, someone who has my back, someone who I can be transparent with, someone who who I'm accountable to, then I have to become that for someone else. I have to ensure that, and I may not get someone who comes to me, but I have to ensure that I am the model Mm -hmm. of what someone else is looking for. So become what you're looking for. Mm. Mm. Amen to that. And this 
how we get here is by taking that to the Lord in prayer. And the Lord is going to give us some assignments where that's concerned. So you may get some information from someone and what are you going to do with that information when they confide in you, the Lord, and the Lord already knows what we're going to do because he knows our, our thoughts are far off. So a lot of times if people are coming to us or confiding in us or, or talking to us or what have you, the Lord is testing us, especially if this is what we're praying for, to see what we're going to do. And really, it's a test for ourselves. Am I going to mention this to somebody in passing? You know, people have said to me, well, you know, don't say anything to anybody else. But so you're, <laughs> that person told you in confidence and now right. you're telling me. <laughs> So I want to be sure that I'm not that individual. And, right. and my, my first lady, our late first lady, uh, Brenda Elliott, used to say, you know what? Don't let that be you. So to your, to your point, uh, we have to really ask the Lord to help us to be who he wants us to be so that we start to change things within the body of Christ. And on top of that, we have to give an account for every idle word Everything. that we yeah. have spoken. And that sobers me up because if I'm doing too much in the way of talking about things that I should be talking about and commenting, or if I'm saying something about someone or whatever the case may be, we have to stand before God for that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what, when you're, what are we going to be able to say to God to justify there's what no we did that was wrong. It's like, yeah. there's nothing we can do. I, I don't want that testimony. So mm -hmm. this is a, a good place, I think, for us to make sure that our accounts are up to date. Meaning that, you know, from this point forward, if this was a struggle, Lord, help me with this. And then going forward, I want to do what I can with God's help to make sure that I'm the safe space. And if I mess up, then the Lord, you know, he's, he's just to forgive us. So we'll confess it. We just don't want to practice going in those directions anymore. Absolutely agree with you. Absolutely agree. I'm loving this conversation. Ooh, me too. Me too. <laughs> me too. Oh, BCU fam, the scripture that comes to mind for me is how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And I have to tell you all that during this conversation, I enjoy it so much so, I was so steeped into it, as was Moya, that at some point the Lord had to almost flag us because we were going on and on and on to the point that this would have easily been like a four-hour podcast. So we had to break this up into some segments. So I thought that this was a good place for us to stop, put a pin in where we were, and Lord will we come back together, you'll get more of the story, and eventually you'll get to Moya's testimony. We're just taking the long way. Very often in life, we're rushing through things and having to get things done, and I can be that way too sometimes. I think that it's also good for us to take our time and to, to get the whole picture and to listen. So that's the approach that we're taking with this interview. So with that BCU family, let's pray and then I'll let you go. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we come before you today, we want to thank you for all that our ears have heard. 
Help us, Lord, to be the people that you're calling for us to be as it relates to how we deal in relationships. We pray, Lord, that you'll help us to hear your voice and that as always, we will acknowledge you in all of our ways so that we can rely on you to direct our path so that you are glorified, honored, and praised in our lives. It's in Jesus' name that we thank you for hearing our hearts, Lord, and helping us to do your will and your way. In Jesus' name, let every heart say, Amen. Well, BCU family, this is Blen from BlenCouragesYou.com getting ready to sign off. Before I do, though, I am very curious to know what you think about what you've heard thus far. So, if you're not already on the BlenCouragesYou.com site, please make your way there to the comment section and let's continue our conversation. All right, BCU family, I am going to wrap things up at this point in time. Once again, thank you all so much for your prayerful support and for tuning in. And Lord will, and until the next time we are together, may our amazing God continue to bless you, keep you, make your face to shine upon you, and give you all peace as you stay on the wall.